The views expressed in this podcast are those of the speaker at the time of the recording, are not necessarily those of Jupiter, and may change in the future. Jupiter is unable to provide investment advice, so we recommend you discuss any investment decision with a financial advisor. Market and exchange rate movements can cause investment decisions to fall as well as rise, and you may get back less than originally invested. Any data or views expressed in this podcast should not be construed as investment advice. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode in our Jupiter podcast series. I'm Jahan Bakari, and I'm delighted to be joined by Ned Naylor Leyland, who'll be talking to us all about gold and silver. Um, so, Ned, it's been quite an extraordinary year for the world and for investors. Um, there's been an enormous amount of financial support that's been pumped into the economy um, and financial markets this year from central banks and governments. We, we know this has a big effect on bond prices and, and, and share prices. Does this also have an effect on gold and silver prices and, and how? Well, yes, of course. Um... All of these asset classes are, are, are interacting at the moment, Johan, with particular reference to uh, what central banks are doing. So stimulus policies, fiscal policies, all of the, uh, the policies that we're seeing make people worry about the purchasing power of, of sterling in our case or dollars in the future. Uh, and that is the, the principal thing that moves the gold price up and the silver price up. Uh, or, or as I like to say, drives sterling down and the dollar down relative to to gold. So, of course, all these things interact. Uh, and yes, the policies that we're seeing are the principal driver for gold and silver prices. So given all this, does it still make sense to allocate to gold in the current environment? Obviously, gold had a you know great year in 2020. Um, what, what's your outlook for 2021? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I think the thing to realise is these... Um, these observations are all based on what the market is pricing in today. So what matters are expectations rather than anything else. The market's view of rates and inflation in the future, which is really what affects the gold price, are still reasonably optimistic and that people's expectations over the next 12 months probably will be that there will be um, either more inflation or continued low rates and more policy. So I'd say that, yes, no, we are set, set fair, really, on, on, a, on a structural level. But I would also comment that gold and silver perform a role in decorrelating overall portfolios as well. So, you know, one of the issues that investors have is, is finding things that will behave in different ways to each other. And that isn't always that everything's going up, of course. You know, some things will go down and some things will go up. So so while, yes, I think structurally expectations should continue to move in the right direction for gold and silver, uh, they also have a role to play as a different kind of asset class. Thank you, Ned. That's really interesting. So loose monetary and fiscal policy should weaken paper currencies and strengthen both gold and silver? Yes, I mean, they, 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 they will do that um, in different ways in different countries. But I think, it, you know, the interaction, the, one of the interesting things for us is the interaction between gold and silver prices, because really they're one thing. Silver is a more volatile version of gold and the market for silver is smaller. But, you know, principally what I'm interested in is is the the potential for, for an accelerated move there. It's, it's not been a popular 
investment instrument for, for many decades, really, and comes around in the long cycle and, 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 and works very well for reasonably short periods. But overall, I think everything is set fair for more of this policy. And, and you know, we've seen uh, both in the UK and in the US, politicians, so Biden in the US and, and Boris here, talking about doing a new Green Deal, uh, which which supports, very much supports the silver market because silver is used in, in electronics, in electric vehicles, solar, 5G, all of these different usages. So I think that that's particularly interesting for the next 12 months alongside the, the gold that we've already discussed. And um, how does that allocation to silver um, affect a portfolio? What, what will that do if you, if you hold an allocation to silver alongside an allocation to gold? Effectively, silver will do more than gold both ways. So if gold is, is, is going down, as we want to say, of course, as I said earlier, that's not necessarily really what's happening. But if we want to frame it that way, that gold's going down, you would anticipate that silver would go down more. Um, and likewise, the other way around, the single word answer to your question is attribution. Uh, beta, we call it in, in financial circles, but, but really attribution, it can do more for the investor because generally people like to hold things in relatively small quantities, but they want them to do a decent amount for them. That's really interesting. Thank you, Ned. Um, to go back to that point you mentioned earlier about um, the Green New Deal, could you add any colour about that? Um, what, what, uh, what specifically about that deal would, would, would help uh, silver looking, looking ahead to next year? So the big difference between gold and silver is that, that gold, all the gold ever, ever mined is, is held above ground. So it, it's called stocks to flow. About 2% of, the, of, of gold is added to the above ground stockpile each year from mining. In silver, it's the complete opposite, which has been exhausted and consumed through industry for 100 years. And there's very little of it around. Now, when it's completely... Um, uh, vital to all sorts of, of industries. So this is, you know, um, chemicals manufacturing, electronics. As I say, you know, the Internet of Things and 5G, that will require an enormous amount of silver, silver being the most electrically conductive metal. Uh, it's also the most ductile, uh, the most reflective. Reflective feeds through to solar. You know, you might know that through mirrors. Mirrors use silver. Uh, X-rays, all of these different things that silver are used in. But really, it's 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 uh, horizon new horizon technology. So all, all of the um, the green tech applications, whether it's batteries, just wiring, uh, the rollout of the new green economy that these politicians are talking about, has to and, and will be very heavy in silver usage, which um, sets it up for a fairly you know interesting few years should these policies come to pass. Well, thank you, Ned. That was fascinating. That's probably all we have time for. It's been really interesting talking to you. And uh, thank you to everyone at home for joining us.